Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we'll be bringing in a guest host to discuss certain categories of movies. Categories such as movies around the world, franchisees, and genre. Certain directors, actors, actresses, and so much more. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of this. Here we go again. So we're back with a category instead of Star Wars. And being the time of year it is, we decided to do Best Olympic Well, technically we're a year behind. We are a year behind, that is true. (laughs) But what do you do? So, yeah, I mean, have you watched any of the Olympics at all? I watched a few, a little bit here and there. I was watching, um, watching some of the swimming, and then I was watching, believe it or not, some of the rowing, yeah. ping pong, or table tennis as they call it, and then I was actually running, watching um, triathlon. So oh, there's yeah. been like... I watched a little been, bit of that one. I watched a bit, bits and pieces. Um, I mean, evidently, this is the most silver medals we've ever taken. Yeah, and uh, Japan has more medal, more gold medals than they've ever taken in the history of whatever. Which it's their home country, so they're all geeked and they're performing really well. Yeah, and last I checked, we had the most overall medals. Yes, we do. But I think Russia or not Russia, China, China and Japan both had more golds than we did. Seventeen. They have seventeen, and we had like fifteen or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but we've been taking medals and sports that we've never taken them in before like women's powerlifting and stuff and fencing well the girl from michigan got silver yeah yeah i mean we've been taking stuff and medals that we've never taken before which even some golds and stuff that we've never even remotely taken before ever yeah so that's kind of i mean that's kind of cool i mean there's some sports that have not been um noticed for a while but the Olympics has been, I mean, it's been kind of fun to watch some of the underdogs step up, as you would call it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've always enjoyed watching the Olympics because you see sports that you, you only see once every four years. Yeah. And that's nice. I mean, you know, I normally don't, we normally, when do you really ever watch, you know, ping pong, you know? Yeah. <laughs> skateboard like, my husband's like skateboarding is an olympic event now and yeah, like, the yep, first year. it is <laughs> i i saw that and i was like what the yeah i mean cool whatever i mean we're adding to it that's awesome <clears throat> but it's just weird to see at the olympics like I, I can't remember which one i saw the other day Fuck, well i can't remember um, there's but, some there's something out there yeah yeah i just look at i'm like this is olympics i'm like this is a sport yeah skeet shooting and all that stuff that's what it was <laughs> skeet shooting exactly like i'm like why okay this is a sport okay cool like i never expected that yeah. but yeah um we got in a long topic about the olympics but well, that's, okay. that's our that's topic okay. that's our movie choice uh movies about a the Olympics. Yep. Um, but yeah, we're we already kind of know what you're drinking, but it sounds like you had a few <laughs> other um, options in life. So we got to go with what you're drinking first. Yep. So we got the Kirkland vodka. Awesome. And we got with Fresca. 
that sounds actually really good. It's, it is. It does. Um, I like peach fresca better, but it's so hard to find that. Peach fresca? Oh, my gosh. Yes, I found it down in Florida, and then I brought a bunch back. No, we ordered it from Amazon. Oh, we ordered one from of Amazon. the cans was leaking. But no, we brought some back from when we went. We did bring some back when yeah. we went to Florida. Yeah, yeah. When we drove my car down, we brought it back. But then we ordered some from Amazon. But it's so hard to find. But peach fresca and vodka. Whew. But I'll I settle with the regular. I want some. Oh, I really do. it's the best thing ever. It is pretty solid. Um, I I went down to Florida with my dad, and then like two months later, me and um, Tom went down and. We filled up, well, we got like, what, four, five, 12 packs, I think, when we left. Oh, my God. No. Well, you know, you guys are doing the Kirkland and the Fresca. Um, I'm doing gin and tonic. Um, nice. Well, I started off my day with Yingling. Oh, man. I know. I was close to Indiana today because, you know, that whole <laughs> yep. baby shower incident. And then I had, we went to Silver Beach Brewery. And I had, um, once you go Belgian, you never go back, which is like an 8.5 yeah. Belgian wit. And then I had their Bloody Mary, and they make their own Bloody Mary mix. Ooh. And they do and they do the Cajun celery salt around the rim. Okay. And they um, distill their own vodka, too. Hmm. Oh, damn. So it was really good. And then I finished off with their lavender and lemon gin and tonic. Okay. And now I'm going with a normal gin and tonic. What kind of gin? Um, we are doing. Is it the Iron Fish? It's the Iron Fish Not distillery, bad. which was found at the Costco on the other end of town in hmm. Kentwood. Hmm. Well, so I never make it to that end of town, but was that well, not? Did you not see it at the? No, it was local not at the one over in Granville. No, it wasn't. Oh. He had texted me. Uh, they had. Um, what was the one? It had. It was a flower, one. It was yeah, a the Hendrix. Oh, I love Hendrix. They had the Hendrix, something or other flower floral one or something, which was like the called uh, the floral one. Yeah. They had that one there too at that Costco. He asked me which one I wanted. Well, I went with the Iron Fish Distillery since it's local. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but they had uh, the Hendrix. Hendrix Lunar. That's Hendrix is one of my favorite gins. <clears throat> but the lunar is floral. Yeah. It has a floral. That'd be weird. And I'm kind of allergic to some stuff outside, so I have to be careful. You never know. You never know. Like, I'm not allergic to food, but I'm allergic to a lot of things outside. Yeah, so it was kind of nice, you know, we were he was scoping out the other Costco, and they had a few different liquor brands, so you might want to make it out that way. Yeah. They have to. I might have to make a trip tomorrow. <laughs> mhm. Oh, that's good. That is good. That iron fish is really good. What was the uh, price on that? If you don't mind me asking. Jim, what's the price? He's got the picture of it. He's got. I want to say thirty something. Oh, that's not bad. That's a local distillery, so. Thirty-six ninety-nine. Thirty-six ninety-nine for the Fifth? one liter. One liter. One liter. That's a good price. Thirty-seven bucks for a liter. Mm-hmm. I I pay well. No, well, I guess I pay forty-five for the tang, but for half, 
gallon, but for local gin, that's a good. Yeah, it's that, a local. That's that's a I'm, good price. I was trying to go local because New Holland gin is usually about thirty three, thirty four. So yeah. Well, this is a little bit smaller distillery too, so yeah. I think what the heck, let's just go ahead and be nice and cool that way. Yeah. Yeah, because I had the Knickerbocker and I had this one too, right now, both of them. Yeah, yeah. I love the Knickerbocker. Yeah, love the Knickerbocker. No, uh, I did. I did like contemplate whether to go to the Baca, but I already had the gin today. Yeah, might as well stick with it. Oh, see, yeah. we had a full half gallon of the vodka and a full half gallon of um mcmasters and so i went i went to the store i was like picking up two liters i'm like well i'll grab some fresca for the vodka and some you know diet pepsi for the whiskey since we were fresh out of two liters and then i'm like when i came home i was like yeah we should just drink the fresca that sounds like a nice like end of like we're getting to august it's getting back to fall like it's end of summer so it's like a nice summery drink it's still nice out so Keep Beautiful. the whiskey for later. Yes, definitely. Oh, but this is this was actually going to be a hard topic. So I mean, I cannot even imagine what each one of you picked. I just want us to let you know because I'm sure you don't even know which one I picked. No, no this was a fun topic. I there was so many movies, so many movies. I wish I had time to watch. And I mean, since we're going into it, and I you always start first. Okay. Um, this movie sold me, and I'm just before I'm just gonna give you a little tease before I go. Okay. Um, I growing up, huge, huge hockey fan. I have boxes in my room of hockey cards. I loved everything about hockey. And give my old phone a minute. I mean, that essentially wasn't a tease. You just basically yeah. broadcast so, it. Well, no, I, 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 chose, was a, I chose Miracle. If he's a girl, I would know what he's doing. I chose Miracle. Miracle. 7.5. Well, he could have chose Cutting Edge. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> that, that, I did watch that. that that's as a, a pretty child. deep cut. Yeah. 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 Okay, but, Miracle, go ahead. IMDb is 7.5. Meta sixty eight. Um, and hold up, this phone's getting too old here. Um, the Rotten Tomatoes eighty one percent, audience score ninety percent, and box office it did about sixty four. I'll just up it a little bit, sixty four point five million. I don't see a budget. But this movie, there is a lot going on. Um, like, it's it's history. Like, we beat the Soviets, um, you know, for the first time in twenty years. Like they, we beat them in nineteen sixty, and then we beat them in nineteen eighty. Okay, so let's just take a moment on this. You realize I watched this on TV. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wa- I literally watched this. <laughs> How I mean, did you feel when you watched this? I mean, going up to this, I mean, technically this wasn't 
the gold medal round. We had to beat Sweden after this. This yes. is what we, yeah, what I'm trying to <laughs> put to watch us beat that. I mean, this is like, I remember this being on in the TV. It was just crazy. My dad was like, we were like watching around. You got that, you got the three channel, really only the three, four channels back then. I mean, don't mean to be that person, but this is like, there was nothing else to watch. This, the, you know, this is like the space moon landing, you know, it, the, all people, you planned your night around it. What are you doing tonight? I remember having my girlfriend over, her brother. I mean, there was like 10 of us in the living room watching this. Really? Popcorn, all this. Yeah, it was. That is awesome. I mean, this is like, in, you know, I think it was in February. Yep. It was February of um, mm -hmm. 1980. So, and yeah. This. yeah, it was just crazy. So, I mean, this is when you say, where were you when we won or beat? And I know exactly what it was. I was like watching it when it happened. Yeah. And there wasn't delays or ESPN like this. This is like basic ABC showing the Olympics. No replays. It was happening as you were speaking. Yeah. That so was kind of cool. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. See, I wish I was alive around then. But um, yeah. this whole movie like they especially with the real live coach died in a car accident during the filming of this movie that is crazy yeah at age 66 so but like you pull up pictures of like the real live like coach and that they did a really good job Choosing the right actor, Kurt Russell. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he was great for sure. Like I didn't even go through who um, else was in it, but because um, my phone just pissed me off. But um, also at the same time, Kurt Russell was the main character that they they cast. Mm -hmm. But if you look at like all the players, just like how the team wasn't nationally known people they were like the college they're kids. college kids and that's what yeah. they made a point at the end was um at short few years after they just went with professional athletes for the olympics yeah, this is last and year so that is what is really heart-wrenching because the olympic is for talented people like yes our nhl players are very talented people but there are some people in college that need to be recognized and they should give those people a chance too. Like everybody should have a chance to run for the Olympics, not just choose from the professional side. Yeah. And that's what I like about like, you know, when it comes to like gymnastics and fields, most of those girls are in college, but even with the actors that they chose to portray these people, they were like the best known well-known actors it was a good conglomeration of people you have seen before but they weren't like headliners themselves I felt yeah like they, i i remember reading uh trivia on this movie where they said that they weren't looking to get a name to play the hockey team they were looking more at your skating and hockey acumen mm -hmm. they wanted people that looked like they knew what they were doing on screen rather than having a a-list actor yeah. So I, it was more focused on what they could do on the ice than how they could act. The they they were more focused on the rudimentaries. 
You yeah. know, they were focused on if you could actually skate. And so yeah. it's actually CGIing everything because this was made by Disney, right? It was, yeah. yes. Yeah. You know, and Disney's all about the feel-good movies. You know what you're getting in the end with this movie, but, you well, know, there's only so, you know, you don't want to CGI everything. And this is one thing that really shocked me is all of those players in your head, you would think, wow, they went to the NHL, at least one of them, but none of them did. Really? A couple of them were coaches or assistant coaches. Yeah, but none of them went and played. That I... Like that goalie, he would have been fucking off. If he was that good, shit, you should have gotten a contract right then and there. You know, you know, you don't even think about that. You know, you we want they won the goal. You know, they won it as a team. They they were celebrated. They were whatever. I never once even really thought about them not going into, you know, the NHL. I just assumed that they did. Well, at the end of the I mean, movie, the it just shows was, what they're doing. It's like I was ten or eleven years old. I mean, what else in my head could be happening for them? You know. Mm-hmm. You know, they should have done what they wanted to do for the rest of their life you know they were good at hockey they should have been doing hockey yeah yeah and like the only one that like when i at the end um one was like a recruiter for the rangers or scout scout there was one that was an assistant coach somewhere it was for a a college no there was one that was an assistant coach in the nhl there were a couple head coaches in college one of them was running the athletic department at like university of wisconsin like you think like they they, at least one or two would have had a contract that's in my head like how many like nhl like owners would have been like I want that motherfucker right there. Like that's going through my head right now. Like you see these guys play and they're killing it. They're killing a good team. And yeah, like this, like they were saying this team, they're the young guns. The team that they're playing have been playing for 15 years. They're older. They're, they're bigger. They're big, huge Soviet. Like, yeah. And that was kind of the point they were making throughout the entire film. Like, when they did the first, like, made the first lineup from tryouts, he's like, I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the best team. Yeah, and that's why he's yeah. like, the first day, he's like, I already have my team. Yeah. And they're like, how do you have your team? He's like, I've been watching videos. I've been uh, doing this. And that's like, he's like, I don't need a week. He's like, I already know. And they trusted him. And that's the one thing about this coach is, man, like when they tied that one game and he's sitting there on the bench, like listening to them, like talking about their, like their after when they're done, blah, blah, blah. Looking at pretty girls in the stands and shit. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he, he made them work for it. He's like, go back and forth. Go keep blowing the whistle. Like. That is a coach. He's like, I'm not here to be your friend. If you want a friend, you know, he talked to his assistant coach and the, uh, who other, I don't know who the other guy was. That was the doctor. Yeah, the doctor. But he's like, you can make friends with them, but I'm not your friend. Like, that is a coach. I think, I think Kurt Russell is one of those underrated actors that whatever, whatever, whatever movie he's in, I actually like. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's great. Yeah, he's you know, it's not where Hollywood is like billing him top bill. 
but you put his name underneath whatever it happens to be underneath and he delivers solid consistent performances most definitely yeah i just couldn't even really think of and he's got range too like you want yeah you want horror he's done the thing you want comedy he's done christ captain ron yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I mean, you, you can want, do a biopic. I love Captain do, Ron. I know you. You do. want deadpan, no emotion, soldier. Yep. I mean, he's done the action shit with Escape from New York and L.A. Yep. Um, I mean, he's got the whole fucking basis. The going. one with his wife. What was that called? Um, it's in a remake of it. Overboard. Goldie Overboard. Yeah, I don't think both. they're married. I don't think they're married. They've been, but together, they've been together, since, together forever. Yeah, you know? they have forever. a kid together and yeah. several. I mean, it's con- he's got comedy in there too. Like you said, it's it's he's got a wide range, and he's been in the business for so long. Yeah, you you're absolutely right. They could have picked a better actor for Miracle. I think not. I don't know if he really looked like the coach, but he looks I pretty think, dead dead on with that wig or whatever they put on his yeah. head, and you know. And him wearing those plaid like suits and stuff like that's what. Welcome they, to the eighties, baby. Yeah, it's amazing. But um, this movie, you know, it just shows like there's just I don't know. I like this movie. I a lot. mean, it essentially encapsulates one of the greatest sports upsets of his in all of history. All of history. And I like how they kind of intertwined, like in the background, they're showing what's going on in the world at that point. Yeah. Russia invading Afghanistan. Uh, And Russia was threatening to pull out of the Olympics because of all, because they were threatening to pull out of the Summer Olympics in Moscow. Well, we pulled out of Moscow in the summer, but this was February, like Placid. This is. They came to ours, but we ended up pulling out of theirs right. in the summer. So the whole point was, you know, you had uh, Iran hostages coming out of this. It's yep. the first year of Ronald Reagan going on. This is this is a world that is in turmoil. We're coming off the gas shortages. We're coming out of... Yeah, because um, they were showing, like, you can only get five gallons at a time, like when they were in the line for the gas, like five gallons is, at a time. This made us feel good as a country yeah and i mean it was it was still the height of the cold war at that point too yep. so just to give it to russia one time i mean that it was awesome yeah yeah mm-hmm. because we are technically we were a power but we weren't a power i think we became the power during the reagan era yeah you, the, yeah, yeah. yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm that and the fact that most, I'm assuming most casual people who don't follow sports or know any of this shit, they probably think that was for the gold medal. But like you said before, they had another game to play yet. Yeah. yeah. And, and could you imagine they still they, got their goal? But I mean, yeah, like they, everybody celebrated like. I mean, that was, that was essentially the gold medal. Yeah. But we could have lost. Honestly, we could have lost at that point in time, and we still would have felt as good. Yeah. There's, it was nothing better feeling than we beat the Russians. It, it was the Cold Water, Cold War. Yeah. We be, we beat them. Yeah. It happened. They were the big bad enemy on enemy on the other side of the wall, and no matter what, we still beat them. Yeah. Yeah. So, us beating Sweden wasn't a representing of 
David versus Goliath, because still we were technically David then. We weren't Goliath. Russia was Goliath. No doubt. And yeah. I mean, going on that, like it has one of the most iconic, like broadcasting calls of all time. Do you believe in miracles? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. everybody knows what that fucking shit yeah. is. And I- if you don't know, there's you're you're you've been in a you haven't been watching TV or any pop culture pop culture references for the past four decades. Yeah, I mean that's I can't think of a more iconic sports call than that one. Do you believe it is? You know, it's like watching oh, what was his name announced for uh, the Detroit Tigers. Ernie Harwell. There you go. Yep. You know, you you know what he would say. You know, it's the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been a while since I watched this movie. I mean, I honestly, when it came out, it's been on Disney many times. You know, yeah, it's, it's on, been the, on TV. our Disney Plus. It's been on TV many times. You know, different shows. You know, I've if it's on, I watch it. But from start to finish, it's been a while since I actually watched it in its entirety. It's just but a strong movie. It's I, a strong movie. I, I can saw watch it, it once. Yeah. This is the second time I've seen it. This is the first time I had seen it, to be honest. And I love it. Um, I don't remember anything about it, like because I remember I watched it when it first came out, and then, um, I forgot that the guy died during like that's like the the memory uh, the memorial at the end, like how they said how they did that phrase for him that was priceless. Didn't see it, he lived it. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Um, but it's just so sad, like. In my head, like when I saw that he died, I was like, "Oh shit, he probably died of a heart attack." Cause he's a pretty frustrated man. Um, but then, no, then I saw that it was an accident. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like of all things, like <laughs> he just fell asleep yeah. at the wheel. Not alcohol induced, not you know anything drugs, but he was just tired. Yeah, uh, it's eating you know... You know, sometimes sports icons are taken way too soon from us. Now that what this was made what fifteen years ago? Two thousand four. Yeah. Two thousand four. Yeah. So seventeen years ago. Yeah. And like I said, I've been a big hockey fan, and just rewatching this movie makes me want to get back into hockey this season. It's like, man, I would love to watch some hockey games and. I, I used to do that all the time when I was younger, and seeing this, it's like, man, this is so much fun. When you say get back into hockey, I was thinking like you were going to actually do hockey. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. I hey, was picturing something I did not need to picture. Maybe we okay. should uh, go to a Red Wings game, and we can drink. and. Jim, we sh- actually, we should. That'd we, be fun. Um, and then, do, you know, do Jim doesn't drink, game. so he could be the DD. And I'll chip in on gas, and we can get tickets. That'd be a lot of fun. Well, we might as well just stay, stay at Greek Town. Oh, my gosh. That doesn't work very well. I know. That <laughs> ends up into a shit show for us. No, usually. no, it's fine. Last time, we wore, last time we wore the robes down at the uh, casino. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we brought our okay. podcasting equipment with us, and it was fun. <laughs> There we go. We can just do it right there. We're on the balcony and we're. Yeah, see, that sounds like fun. Do a Greek Town night, um, Red Wings, because 
I never been to a hockey game. I've been to the Griffins a thousand times, but my family never brought me to a Red Wings. I've done Griffins. I've been to I've a Red Wings Griffins, game, but I do a Red Wings. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. For sure. I wish hopefully, you do it. hopefully it doesn't close down on us again, but we'll we'll see. Let's... I mean, they fucking stink, but. It doesn't it's matter. It's fun just to go see fun, a game. Yeah, go see a game, gamble, stay in a room, and come back. There we go. That's what we need. That's what we need. I like that so, idea. Scale of 1 to 10, what are you going to give this? I give it a solid 8. Solid 8. You know what? I'm giving it a solid 7.5, 8 also, because I remember last time I saw it, it just always has that happy feeling at the end. You That's know, that what it is. It's like Your little gut has little butterflies in it. You're like, well. And all the players that hated each other because they played against each other became friends and and teammates. So you see, like them going from hate bashing each other to like hugging and fist bumping, and yeah, it just was a very happy, like you said, very happy ending when they all hugged because they they did it, they did it. Yeah, it might be schmaltzy a little bit, but you know, it makes you feel good in the end. Sometimes you just need movies like this. Yeah, I mean, it's, you can definitely tell it's a Disney movie. Just yeah. to, it plays out kind of straight that way. But I like I I typically stay away from true story, especially sports movies, because I think I know, I I know what happened, and I'd rather watch a movie where I don't know the outcome. Which is true sometimes, yeah. But I did like I like this movie quite a bit. I, I yeah, I'm right there between a seven and an eight, probably. Yeah. Solid movie. I mean, you. I mean, it's you got to judge it for what it is. I mean, you look at it now. You know, 17 years later, we're still watching it, oh, and it's yeah. on. And it's actually on your radar. 17 years later. Yeah. It means a lot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm trying to think of just offhand a bigger sports upset. And really, the only thing I can come up with is like Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson. <laughs> well, I'm trying, like you said, I am trying to think. Of, you were I, my my whole thing was going through my head about a sports upset, you know, with in the Olympics. Oh, in the Olympics, there's nothing that compares. I don't think. I really can't. Maybe some. Well, the one year that you know the women's gymnastic team. What was that? Nineteen. Oh, ninety-nine. Four. Is that the Carrie Strug year where she? The Carrie Strug year, yeah. yeah. Where she, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe that where they, we weren't expected to win gold and we ended up winning gold. And that, I don't know, that was a team effort. You know, I mean, there was like, there's a few things there, you know, when there was a year that we, when's the last time we even won skating gold? You know, there's yeah. been a couple things there, you know. So there's, I mean, there's not a lot of upsets in Olympics. No, that's some not on that level either. Well, no, not on- and that's like, I'm just gonna bring this up real quick. Like, my, I was one of those ten, eleven year olds that I didn't watch a lot of sports because I lived with my mom and my sister, so they weren't big sports fans. And so, when my stepdad moved in, and I was like eleven, um. There was that big race in 96. 
Michael Johnson. Yeah. Running the and 100 there was like a TV. There was a TV show that was on, but he would not let me watch it because he's like, "This is gonna make history." He's like, "So you know, you gotta watch it because it's history." And I never looked at it like that. I'm like, "Oh yeah," because you never know. Like anything in the Olympics could make history. So that's like now after he said that to me, whenever I like watch Olympics, I'm like, "You never know what you're gonna see because it's all live." And could make history. Well, that's another year. The year that the women's won the gold for the soccer. What was that? 2010? Are you talking about the penalty kick where she ripped her shirt off and all that? Yeah, there, that one. That was, I think, 98. Yeah, Ham Ham was on the team. Yeah, that was a, yeah that's a, that was a total upset, too, you know. Yeah. But, you know, we don't. We don't think of a nation like being rally. I mean, we rallied behind them, of course, you know. But I don't. This is more of a. I don't want to say it spearheaded us into yeah. a movement forward to progress. Even I mean, it gave us the power to believe in ourselves again. That's about. It. I mean, that's what I feel like. I mean, watching them. I mean, the euphoria I had. You know. I thought, oh, my God, we can do anything. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of just a stars-aligned thing where it's our height of the Cold War. It's Russia. It's We're the huge underdog. They just beat us 10 to 3 fucking two weeks ago. Yeah. And then and we overcome. And you look how many years later, you know, the Berlin Wall is coming down. Yep. 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 Yeah, it it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. So let's go on to the your choice. As I'm making drinks, you ask me for my movie for the, all the information and shit. <laughs> I kind of thought maybe you would choose that one. The miracle. Yeah, I kind of like. I was well, I was actually hoping someone would choose it. I I had a very close tie in one. Um, but yeah, it was basically going back to my childhood because hockey was introduced to me like when I was about 11 years old, my stepdad moved in the house. So that's when sports got introduced and I started seeing like, you know, Fedorov and Shanahan and all these big guys on the Red Wings. And I'm like, they're my they were like my fans. Um, loved them. And I had all their jerseys. I had a Shanahan jersey. I had a Fedorov jersey. I started collecting the whole series of upper decks um, of the Red Wings. And I have it all categorized in booklets in my room. Yeah. And I don't know what to do with that shit anymore, to be honest. And I'm like... <coughs> Back in the day, some of those cards were like $200 a piece, but you can't get shit for them anymore. Nope. So, just kind of hold on to them and hopefully, maybe, get oh, that oh, right oh. person that's like, hey, I'll give you like 150 200 bucks. I'd probably take it. Yep. But, okay, so what was your choice tonight? All right. All right, so here we go. My choice, I... Picked another uh, based on a true story. Uh, this is one that we were all alive for. 
I chose Richard Jewell. Love okay. this movie. Which came out in 2019. Has an IMDb of 7.5, a meta score of 68. Rotten Tomato score of 77% tomato meter, 96% audience. It had a budget of $45 million. Domestically, $22,345,542. Worldwide, $43,745,542. It was directed by Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Written... By the screenplay was written by Billy Ray, and it looks like they kind of Frankensteined a couple different books together. The books were written by Marie Brenner, and uh, the other book was written by Kent Alexander and Kevin Selwyn. Okay, so I mean, this is the '96 Atlanta bombing, mm-hmm. which I remember happening. And I remember him being a suspect, but I mean, I was 12 at the time, so I didn't really register the impact that it was having. I was just going to say, can you check your math? But yeah, you're born one year before me. So yeah, I was 11. But yeah, I remember this being a big ordeal, but it was for. I mean, do you rem- how well do you remember this incident? I remember this quite well. You know, you? I mean, you you know, at this point in time, you know, you I mean, not that you want to say you started taking for granted that you know the Olympics happened. You know, you know, we had Los Angeles in '84. You know, we had now we were having Atlanta in '96. You know, it was a thing. Oh, there's no need for the security or whatever you think it is. I mean. There hadn't really been security questions since Munich of 72. Right. But, you know, it's Olympics. It's a host city. It's all going to go well without a hitch. People tend to forget things happen. I mean, this is, we're talking, this is 96. I mean, hence, since then, you know, terrorism or. Has jumped up quite a tick. Yeah. It has, you know, you know. No one, I could never even think, why would someone do that at the Olympics? It's the Olympics. Why would you mar something like that? That's where I I couldn't even fathom why someone would even choose to do a bombing at the Olympics because it's, to me, it was sacred. It doesn't, you know. Yeah, it's the world coming together. Why would you fuck that up? Yeah, that's, in now, you know, maybe after that, I had to start thinking, like, okay, maybe people just don't think like me. You know, why they want to get recognized, of course, in whatever they're doing or whatever cause they're trying to support or condone or whatever. Yeah. But it, you know, it's it's one hand and the other. You know, you can see, I can see why they did it. And at the same time, I'm like, how could you? Yeah. It's the Olympics. You just don't do that. You know? For it's sure. sacred to me. Yeah. So I remember watching on the TV going, and this is, of course, before 9 11. You know? Yeah, that, that, that jumped it up by a few factors for sure. But I mean, this was. This is, this is just a, a random bombing. I mean, there was the Oklahoma City bombing also. But it took but, like five years for them to 
for the guy to come up front and say I did that. Yeah. Like, he must have had a lot of guilt built. I, no, I think they were, because he kept, he was like bombing churches or something. He kept, he was pretty prolific in his attacks, I think. Oh, was he? I didn't I know so. that. It was, he, it. it was not a one-off from this Was it a one and done? It was person. just, yeah. It's just, you know, I always, you know, to me, you know, I, I do like the way they portrayed the movie because they were showing... To me, they show both sides. Mm-hmm. And you say, what do you mean, Sandy? How do you... Say? But they were actually kind of showing you my side. Where, oh, my God, it's the Olympics. You can't do this. But they're showing you why, why he did it and why it was vulnerable. Yeah. Because at the same time, we've got that invinci- we're invincible spirit. No one's going to do anything to us in America. Yeah. Aspect, yeah. And then 9-11 happens like five years later. Yeah. And they kind of show the, not the ineptitude per se, but like the dirty pool that like the media and law enforcement play. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, Olivia, and again, that just makes you think how, how many reporters, I mean, I don't know how to put this delicately, but use their feminine wiles to get information. I mean, she essentially slept with John Hamm to get just to, it was a trade for the information. Yeah. Like how prolific is that? How much does it happen? Yeah. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's be honest. If you have the goods, (laughs) they're going to use it. Like any drunk guy at a bar is like, okay, yeah, why not? Like, I don't oh, know. Not that we're we're might be getting off base when I say this. <laughs> but look at the what look at the movie to die for with Nicole Kidman. Yeah. They're on actually they're on, I've never seen it, but it's on my ninety five yeah, list. It's yeah. a good movie. Yeah, it's a great movie too, but she wants to be a reporter, so what does she do on her honeymoon to get ahead? Mm-hmm. It's exactly what you're saying. So, you know, the portrayal of you know, them saying they will do whatever it does to get the story. Maybe that was the 90s. It was the 90s. Today's day of age, no, I would say no. But in the 90s, yes. Yeah. I guess it depends on the person, too. I don't know. And I was hoping for more of a comeuppance for her at the end. Like, she posted the story without verifying it in any way, form, or fashion just to be ahead of it. And then she actually does the reporting she should have done in the first place and finds out that she was just bullshitting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, there should have been more... Research? Yes. Yeah, like, she, like she, when she did the calculations from the payphone to the thing, she's like, this is wrong. And then he, he goes to him, he's like, yeah, we already did this, but something else is, you know, like they're trying to cover that up. And they're trying to cover a lot of things up with that. You know, it makes you question the factualism of journalism. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, and, you know, even now, if you take that now, because you, you're, you're questioning because they're showing you both sides. Once again, like I said, 
what they're presenting as fact really isn't fact because she never did the backup for it, but she did anything to get what she had to do the story. But now if you put that in nowadays times, it makes you think the news you're looking at now, what's really behind everything, you know, it just, yeah, you know, it gives you two sides of the story, you know, you know, you got the 96 bombing, you know, they accused someone and they rolled with it and they made him guilty before he really, you know, it is a whole thing. Yeah. You know, the, what is the power of the press? Not, I mean, that actually is, you know, we say that. Well, I mean, they he, essentially turned him, I mean, overnight, he was a hero. Uh-huh. Then the next day, he was the villain. He was the villain. Just like, it's the power of the press. How fast can they, how fast can the power of the press change a nation's view of one person from demonizing to heroifying him? Mm-hmm. You know, and then whether it be right or wrong, they can do it in a heartbeat without any backing. Just by them saying something, they can do it, whether or not it's true or not. That, either way, whether he was a hero and it's true, or whether he was the villain and it's true, they can do it without actual factual base, and people will believe it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm yeah. And the the guy who played Richard Jewell was fucking fantastic. And he was and on we, another Olympic movie. We just movie. seen him a couple. He was in Cruella too, and I'd never really seen him before. Yeah, and we just saw well, him. I I Tanya. Just seen him yeah, in a bunch of shit. All of a yeah, sudden, yeah, and he's great. He, he reminds me of the caricature. I don't know. Okay, does anyone see Mars Games Moms? I don't it's think a, so. The animated one? Movie. I haven't, no. The, the animated one. He reminds me of one of the, the animation, animation of the one guy in that. It's just the way he looks, you know? Yeah. But his, once again, he's a good actor. He's going to be like one that Philip Seymour Hoffman that's going to sneak in a little bit yeah. slowly but surely, yep. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> and, I mean, this this is a pretty serious movie. But I, I feel mean, bad for his mom. Oh like, yeah, the Tupperware. Kathy, Kathy Bates was fucking yeah, fantastic like in when this she, movie. They're oh, wrapping shit. everything up in the house and stuff like that. That was just I felt so bad for her. She's like, that was the Tupperware, like blah blah blah, and and then like I really like um, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, that dude, do that guy is the he's the boss. Like he is very. Like, it was awesome. His character, like, how he met him, and then he put a Snickers in his thing, and then um, then he saw sees him in the arcade room, and the arcade room is, um, like, he's like, oh, it's fine if you're late. Like, just tell him you were with me. And so they're just in there playing, like, games, and they're trying to beat each other. And um, then, like, he went to the office before he left. He's like, I won't be here tomorrow. I got a big security job. And that security job is what fucked him because the guy was such a dick because he was being a security guard. He's one that called the FBI and said, yeah, I'm pretty sure you should look into him. Uh, He wanted a lot of fame, but. You know, it is. 
it is what I just totally see what you're saying. You know, if you're correct in that, it's what needed to be done. It, I don't know. It's just, I can't I remember watching this movie the first time and I had a hard time watching it because I saw the manipulation of the press mm-hmm. when it was happening to watch it in a movie. It's like one of those movies, you, you know, once again, just like you said, you don't want to know. It's hard to watch a true story because you know what's happening. You're going to know, you, you know, know what's going to happen ends, at the yeah. end. You mm-hmm. know how it ends. And you're just like, oh, but you want to watch it because it's a train wreck watching it sometimes, but it's kind of fun. To, you know, you know what I'm saying? Though. Yeah. It's got like, that little bit of- that's like a lot of these Even- Olympic movies, though. Like we all knew how all these endings were going to happen. If it's a true story, typically. yeah. So if it's a true story, if it's not, then I guess, yeah, it's different. But a lot are true. Well, we also have to say we did we 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 opened up the Olympic movies to like more than just true stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Like, yeah. Oh we yeah. Just had, we, we, we just happened. We could have done glory. We could have done spoof movies. We could have done. Oh anything. yeah, as long as that's to deal with something. Yeah, but we just we just happened to choose with... true stories. Yeah. But I noticed. Yeah, like I, I mean, Clint Eastwood is the director. He. I mean, oh, you can't go lo- wrong with him. He's a great director. But, well, let's think about this. How old is he now? 91. Yeah, yeah, he's over 90 for sure. He is 91 years old. So he directed this, what? This came out ago? 19. 19. So two years ago. You know, he just did that one movie too, The Mule. Yeah. We actually I mean, just bought that. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is he is, once again, one of those actors, directors, Whatever movie he does, you're just like, okay, I'm watching it. It's going to be a good movie. Clint Eastwood, man of his generation. How many, gen- how many decades has he been doing something? Sixties. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, fifties. He could Did be he the fifties. In- I mean, those spaghetti westerns were early sixties. Yeah. But he had to have been out in the fifties. He had to go to Hollywood in the fifties. I'm just saying, it's just so great director. I have to do a shout out real quick because you brought it up and I forgot to tell you before we did this. So <clears throat> we ended up at a going to a garage sale before it was she opened. Mm-hmm. But she had over a thousand Blu-rays and DVDs and oh top and we were able to dig through them. We got 18 movies for like $65. Mostly Blu-rays. Good. <laughs> she had like a trailer full of them. It was crazy. Was it like stuff you normally wouldn't see? Or... They're all new movies. They were all like probably from the last four or five years. Oh my God. It looked like she like bought out a rental store or just had a fucking pallet auction and just bought a pallet of fucking movies. That's kind of cool. I mean, it must have been kind of fun to go but do. We were everything. digging through them, and she was like in this million dollar home subdivision gated area out in Caledonia. Okay. And um, yeah, she she didn't even watch us. She was just sitting out on her deck while we were just digging through all these boxes. But. Oh, so I sent her a text afterwards. I'm like, hey, let us know. Like, if you have leftovers, we'll come back. True. 
You're just always going to pick up something, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, like, I'm not going to ask you for a deal our first time around. You'll always come in first. But yeah. uh, if we come back the second time, I want, like, more than half off. Take them off your hands. Yeah. I'll take the whole trailer. Yep. There you go. But, yeah, <clears throat> that is pretty cool. So what else do we need to say about Richard Joel? Sorry that I had to bring that up. I After you said that we got that from Clint Eastwood, I was like, oh, man, mule. So what are you, you going to give this? I gave I gave this a seven for me. I mean, I know it could have been – I could probably go a little bit higher, but I uh, honestly have only watched it once. I go a seven five just because I think Kathy Bates did an awesome job. Um, I felt bad. Like it's one of those movies, like you get into it where you start feeling bad for the characters and it's like, he did not mean for that to happen. He's just trying to become an officer again. And you just kind of feel bad for all these characters. Like he has problems and his mom obviously has problems too, but you know, you just get into the characters and that's why I really give it a 7.5 because you get into the movie, you become the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be be in between a seven and a half <coughs> and an eight. And a okay. Seven point eight, I guess. I I liked it. Yeah. Like I said, I only watched it the once. So yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, you're probably like going, "What did I choose today?" Yeah, I'm kind of. <laughs> kind of wondering well what... you know it's kind of funny you know I mean I was going to go with one of my favorite movies of all time and in all honesty there were so many other movies that could have won best picture that year but Van Gallus's do, 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 Chariots of Fire it was one of the first serious movies I actually watched from start to finish. But I was going to go with that one, but I did not go with that one. I'm letting you guys know. I'm not going to put you through some English guys running on um, sand by the river. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically... Like I never heard of that movie. Chariots of Fire? Yeah, I'd never heard of that. Really? 1980. Best picture. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just not familiar you know. with that, but yeah. Okay, there we go. I'm going to go with a new one. I, Tanya. <laughs> I mean, oh, my gosh. About, that's so funny. Cause we were... Let's talk about a train wreck waiting to happen. Okay. The reason why I chose this one, in all honesty, I have been slowly but silently have, like, a little crush going on margot robbie i'm oh, sorry yeah. i mean i'm starting to get to the oh, point we where all do I, <laughs> she is like snuck into my heart with all her little movies that she's done okay i'm serious every time i turn around i'm like oh my god that's margot robbie oh my god that's margot robbie. you know what i'm saying yeah. though you know before i realize i'm watching a movie with her in it and i just i don't know so the numbers here we go um we're gonna go with i tanya everyone knows this is kind of everyone knows this is gonna be you're looking at I, Tanya, 2017 release, um, IMDb, 7.5, Rotten Tomatoes, 90%, Metacritic, 
is 77. So yeah. the numbers on this are going to be directed by Greg Kulepsky, written by Stephen Rogers, and it's got several producers, but we've already talked about Margot Robbie, Sebastian Stan, and we talked about the one guy that we did, was in your movie. Yeah. Is in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Richard Jewell. Yep, yep. Um, Allison Janney is in this. Um, she won for this. She, won she actually won for this. Yes, she did. She did win for this. So that's, I mean, Screen Actors Guild Awards for a supporting actress. Um, we're looking at released in September 8th, 2017. Uh, and its budget was $11 million. Box office was $53.9 million. So kind of went with this because it's kind of like that documentary mockumentary yep. and i'm gonna talk to you off the side watching yeah, it yeah like this is real this is real and i i kind of what i really liked reason why another reason why i chose this movie is i was watching this when it unfolded in 90 you know when it happened in 94 you know oh i, I definitely I, remember, I remember I was, it i was again but i remember this going on and there was a he said, she said, what she knew, what she didn't know, white trash, whatever, you know. And honestly, I had seen her two years before fall on her ass, mm-hmm. you know, before. Now I'm watching her try to struggle to get back to this Olympics. And granted, she wasn't what they represented, about the pretty princess Nancy Kerrigan or Michelle Kwan. They always had, like, she was the white trash. Oh, you know, yeah. She did, you know, she had the you know, dyed roots going on with the ZZ top. And, and honestly, she was the rebel. But now, nowadays, that doesn't matter. But back then, it did. Mm-hmm. Um, I was all, I brought it. I really enjoyed watching this movie because I was seeing it from, that's not what happened. That's what she said happened. He said happened. It was a different perspective at all It was times. an interview is how I took it. Like, it was like an interview, and then the one one of the characters would go off on a tangent saying, this is how it happened. Then, you know, the next one would go on, and this is how it happened. And yep. then you, you got so many different perspectives that you kind of, like, came to the middle what really happened. Mm-hmm. And in the end, to me, you know, when they sentenced her, you know, to never compete in skating again, you know, I thought, in all honesty, me, I knew what was going to happen because, of course, you know, it's a true story or whatever. Yeah. And then, once again, I, whether or not I believe she knew or she didn't know, that was, that was a life sentence. They should have just gave her jail time, where she was pleading with the judge to give her jail time, you know? Well, they should have just gave her jail time because, like, that's, like, her parent or her mom never let her go to school. She's not smart. She's a redneck. All she knows how to do is skate. And now she lives in Washington, I guess. And she builds porches and decks and I don't know. But she did do boxing. Yeah, she did do boxing for a little bit, too. So, I mean, like I said, there's a bunch of stuff going on here. I mean, everyone, you say Tanya Harding, that's all you have to say. Everyone knows the whole story behind it. It's hilarious. It's not hilarious, but it's actually comical because there's you see like the evidence that they have behind these guys is Derek and this Shane. Well, 
I know, just they... don't understand why she kept going back to him. He's so bad for her. And I understand, like, that's how she grew up with her mom always hitting her. So she did not know what was right and was not what wasn't right. When you're abused, mm-hmm. you know, she was being abused. Yes. And like she was, manipulated. But constantly her whole life and every achievement that she got when she did land the triple axle and stuff, she was in that relationship being abused. Yep. So therefore she associated success with abuse. I just, it's a whole, I can see why she did. You know, absolutely. Yeah. I can see why she did. But um, for a movie, this is a good black comedy. Um, I'm just saying it's a fun watch. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it really is. I like how they break the fourth wall. Like, yeah. Talk at, directly at you. And shit. Yep. Yeah, like this is real. That's what that's what I actually almost chose this movie too. Um, you know, it, it is true. I mean, it's funny. You chose an ice skating movie. I chose an ice skating movie. You know, like I said, I want to do Chariots of Fire. I was thinking about doing Race, maybe possible too. But yeah, I just think when people think Olympics. Olympic movie. I mean, cool this is runnings. one of the most I, I iconic. Almost, I wanted to watch cool moments runnings. in Olympic history, though. Also, that's the one movie I did not get back to. Is Cool Runnings. I, I love it, Cool Runnings. I love John Candy, but you you chose a feel good movie, and Tom and I chose the scandals. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the black comedy scandals. Where once again, here you are. If you think about it, it's the media. Yeah. The media, you know. Which is, stuff. which yep. is funny. I just watched. We just watched Scream. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, think of it this way. Imagine if the Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding thing happened in today's age, where yeah. you have cameras fucking everywhere and a twenty-four hour news cycle that would just bury you. Yeah. I mean, they were in it then. I mean, they were able to see that one guy's car pulling in and out, moving his car every 15 minutes or whatever. Two straight days or whatever the fuck it was. But I'm just thinking to myself, how they wouldn't have been able to get, he wouldn't have been able to get that far in the back area of, you know, an Olympic arena or a national competition, he would have not been able to get that far. Oh, for sure. <laughs> the fact that he actually got out, which surprises me too, right? When people get stopped, there's so much security now. And once again, is there so much security now because of her? I mean, if you think about it, Katarina Vitt had her stalker too, remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You know, and that's another thing. You have all these women that have been in the national eye since they were, you know, young kids. And they have stalkers and they have obsessed fans. I mean, it, you know, Blades of Glory makes fun of it, of that one guy, you know, the one fan that's, you know, obsessed with the one guy. We could not Blades of Glory. Yeah, we all choose, like, you know, and at the same time, most of us, in actuality, you know, two of us chose winter movies. Um, the one thing that after watching Itania, mm-hmm. 
it makes me feel really just bad for her and her life. Yeah. Like, I have a strong feeling, like, I, I, I feel for her. I understand what happened. I understand the life that she chose because all she wanted is love. Yep. And, you know, it's just somebody like that, like, she's grown up in a rough life. Her mom kicked her dad out. Um, her mom hit her. It's just, you start feeling for her. And that's what I felt like I had a, like, I just felt for her. I just really like, she had a crazy husband that made these choices that should not have happened. That I, I will say that this is, I watched this for the first time and it did. I don't know how autobiographical, how, Autobiographical it is, but it did make me look at Tanya Harding in a more sympathetic light than I had pre before watching it. Mm-hmm. But I just oh. don't know how accurate the movie is. I don't really I mean, know much of the backstory. I mean, honestly, I want to say it's almost ninety percent accurate. Okay. Okay. The only the hardest part I had with the movie. You know, and all this, you know, with her doing her stunts and doing her white trash stuff and whatever. My hard thing was the shoelace. I oh, mean, yeah. Lace, the, the skate laces. Yeah. Is that, did you know, that actually happen? It did actually that happen. That did happen. I remember It did that. happen. He, like, went up there and she they weren't tight enough. And But the whole point is, is if they would have gave her the time in the first place to get them tight, she wouldn't have had to stop, throw her foot up on the deck to show it's not tight. You guys didn't give me enough time, you know, because you have only so many minutes to take the ice, otherwise you forfeit. Right. You know, at that point in time, she should have been, they should have said, she should, there should have been at least, you know, some leeway saying she's tightening her. I know we're on a time frame. You need to give her a few more times. Because in all honesty, she took more time than she was supposed to. In the long run, if you would have just let her do it right in the first place. But at the same time, it's the Olympics. Yeah. Why didn't you have your laces tied tight in the first place? Yeah, you should have been ready you to go an hour before go. you had to go. Yeah, you should have been ready, you know. So, yeah, you were having trouble with them during practice. But that was practice. Practice was four or five hours before. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, I could deal with the letters, I could deal with the death threats, I could deal with the, the batoning, or, but it was, that's where I lost. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, I'm skating in the Olympics, and I'm not prepped and ready to go the night before. I should be dressed and ready to go. <laughs> well. Yeah. well, that was another thing, too. You know, they said, I mean, they did point out to, you know, they did mention it in this movie how she didn't even show up for the opening ceremonies. No. They did. They mentioned it, I think. Yeah, they and mentioned like, it. The, and then, but she did not. She came in the next day instead of walking with her team. Right. And then and the other thing. Help. That's a bad luck yeah. for sure. Yeah, bad luck. <laughs> um, I wanted to point out was um, 
how her and Nancy Kerrigan were roommates, basically, in hotel rooms every now and then. Partying, like she was not I mean, so that's, innocent. That's what they that's said. What said. That's I, what she said. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know how that was true or if that was an add-on. Well, you know, they were forced to be roommates during the competitions, the whore, when they were on the road before. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, yeah. they were... You know, but it do- doesn't mean they really party together. Because they even had, like, in between her and her husband, like, she was shooting at him with the shotgun. She's like, I, this never happened. So, it could have been one of those scenarios. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This happened, this never happened, this happened, this didn't happen. You know, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Back and forth, you know. But, you know, it's a good, dark comedy. It's an easy watch. It really is. It's streaming on what? Showtime now? Or Stars? Uh, I think it's stars. Could be. It's one of them. We, we bought it we at that bought sale. It that sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got for two bucks. Well, once again, Margot Robbie is just you know start, slowly but surely she started like wheedle my way into they, my heart a little bit. They did a very good job. Uh, to, I mean put it bluntly, roughing her up a little bit because she is stunning. Yeah. She but she looked like Tanya Harding. Yeah, she yeah. did. Like, and once again they But they made her look a little rough. Like she they made her look like a country girl. Let's just say it like they, that. They trailer trash. I mean there's a difference. Trailer trash. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that. You know that mullet short haircut she had going on. Yeah. Who was okay the young girl. The young girl that was the young Tanya Hart. What's what's her name? Uh, I don't remember she's her name. She's been in. She was in a movie called Gifted with Chris Evans. Yeah. Yes. I think she was in The Handmaid's Tale because I was looking at this earlier today. I cannot remember her name. But she's yeah, she's a pretty okay, good young Ma- actress. Maisie, no, McKenna Grace. Yes, that's her name. McKenna Grace. She's been in. A little bit now. She's been quite a bit, yeah. You're talking like young, young, like the four-year-old? The eight, no, not the, the one where the dad left. The one where the dad <clears throat> left, the one that she had on um, the rabbit jacket Yeah, on. okay. And then she's like, I got my fur jacket. Like, what is that made of? Like, <laughs> Gives the finger. Yeah. But, no, I mean, How? I think she was a great little actress to entirely see what else that she possibly could be at. But no, I mean, this is, I'm on a scale of one to 10. I give this a good 7.88. Um, it took me aback a little bit because I wasn't expecting it to enjoy it as much as I did because I knew the story, of course, you know? Yeah. And once I knew the story, I was like, oh, da, 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 you know, it's not a big deal to me, you know? But I got McKenna Grace pulled up right now. She is, why is it not pulling up everything I want to see? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so she's been in. Oh. She's in the Haunting in, in the, Hill House. She's. Oh, the Haunting Hill House. Okay. Yep. Now I see it. She was the young one. Yep. Oh. Jesus. She she's in, in the new Ghostbusters. Yep. She was in the remake of the ba- uh, the Bad Seed. That's where Annabella. Oh. Yep. 
Yep, so, okay, this is cool. I'm going to have to watch it. So there's some stuff going on. I'm going to have to watch some stuff. Yeah, so like I said, this good streaming service, it wasn't. I wasn't expecting to enjoy this as much as I did because it was kind of like a black comedy there, but I, I did enjoy this. It was nice. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. Like I said, we bought this um, at the sale that we were at mm-hmm. for like two bucks, so that's why we bought it. And yeah, I mean, I I almost chose it because I like how, like you said, they I did this. Oh, this is true. Like that is this cool. never like, happen. That is cool. That is really cool how they do that with um, the fourth wall is the fourth wall. The fourth wall. Yeah. Yep. I forgot what they call that, but um, yeah. That is the best part of the, that movie is explaining how it's true, and they should do the fourth wall with more documentaries with real people. Yes. I think so too. Yeah, that's a, that's a. I like that type of storytelling. I yeah. suppose. It's, like if they do more of those, like that's how they should do it. It's like this is true, or like it'd be kind of fun. Like they add something in, like this is bullshit. Or, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so true, so true. And I I did I have to fucking mention the end credits when they show. Like her actual routine, mm-hmm. how well it lined up. Like when she li- lands the whatever the triple sow cow or the y- triple axle. Yeah, whatever the one move that she was the first to do. Triple axle. And she reacts as soon as she lands it in the movie, and then you see her actual performance and it's the exact same fucking reaction that was really fucking cool mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean it is i mean even when the cgi i mean they i mean you could tell that they not let's say you can tell that they spliced in her face a little bit but it to me it was more seamless mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i yeah. don't, i i they did a very good job on it to, for me to believe it was actually the skating happening. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. So yeah, that was good. Olympic movies. I was like any other shout outs, any other ones out there that we thought about doing? We had, somebody had mentioned Munich. Yes. Me. I, I fucking love that movie, but looking at it again, it was an after the Olympics fact movie. It wasn't yeah. really about the movie, so that's why I didn't choose that one. That and it's like two forty. Two. I two hours and forty minutes. Yeah. I love movies, but I have to, when I have to invest into like over two ten. Anything over two two hours, you really have to like. Man, I don't know if I could do that. Like. It it has to be that good of a movie. Like I need a bunch of reviews to put that time and effort because working fifty hours a week, you're just like, do I want to put my time into this or do I not? Well, the other one, like I said, there's Chariots of Fire. You know, I mean, I mean, it was a a little bit earlier based movie, and I'm like, I kind of like didn't know if you guys would know what I was talking about, which evidently I don't. You did, so I'm glad I didn't do that one. But I was actually thinking about doing race. 
2016, the Jesse Owens story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is another good movie. However, at that point in time, I had only seen it once. And I just did not want to commit. I know it sounds stupid. I'm going to say it. God, strike me down right now. Um, I didn't want to spend money to buy it again. It wasn't streaming anywhere. It wasn't. You had to pay. You could get it, but you had to pay for it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Munich was the same way. It wasn't. I was kind of like streaming anywhere. I'm like, I already pay enough for all my other services between all of us, and we already spend enough money as it is on movies. You know, and yeah. I was like, I really didn't want to. I mean, I wanted. I had seen it once, and if it would have been streaming like on Prime or streaming on Hulu or any of that stuff, I would have gladly. I think I would have like leaned towards that one a little bit more. Yeah. Because Jesse Owens, 1936, you know. Yeah, talking about giving a big old F you to the Russians. Pure. I mean, that Pure. is Pure. the yeah, biggest yeah. go fuck yourself right there. Yeah. You know, so, and that's another upset. You know, we were talking about upsets. You were trying to figure out, you know, what's the biggest upset here. See, they, no one expected him as a man, a black man to do as well as, he, especially, in, you know, the German games in 1936, you know, the yeah. Aryan race was supposed to do whatever. So that was kind of like an upset. And then I also thought about doing um, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yeah. Is that... Uh, that was the one Angelina that was Angelina Jolie directed yep. one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it was... Uh, he was the under... But I didn't think that was... That didn't have enough Olympic in it. Yeah, that was more after the fact. He was just an Olympian. I he was think. just an Olympian. And then he was a down World War Two. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I went with like back and forth on a couple things, but I mean, is a to me that was he was an Olympian, and because of that, that made him strong. He but he was the underdog that got to the Olympics, but then in later in life he carried it on. So it was kind of like you know you went back and forth. You know you didn't know if I wanted to do that one or not. But and you said Munich, and with, you said cool runnings. I mean, we all had like the different yeah. gambit of what we were thinking we were gonna do. Cool Runnings was one of my favorites, so that was gonna be a. That's that's just a John Candy movie. That's oh, John that's Candy. Actually, yeah. John Candy's was imagine where he would be today if he was still alive. That's why it's sick. And even what we were talking Uncle about, like Buck. If, they, if they were to remake Cool Runnings, it'd be the guy from I Tanya and yeah. Richard Jewell who'd play him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's a John Candy lookalike. He is. He absolutely is. So the next time we're doing Revenge of the Sith. That is yep. correct. So I get in town that Sunday late. So I can do Tuesday night. I mean, I have okay. my schedule. I'll text you. Yeah. I'll text well, you my schedule. Yep. Anytime works at around seven. Um, I get my, yeah. I get my schedule like a month at a time now. We should really seriously think about that'd be so much fun. Red Wings, fucking oh, yeah. Greek Town night. Like leave yeah. like a Saturday night and come back Sunday mon- morning. Oh, absolutely. That'd be kind of cool. Because I mean, dude's fine by himself. But um yeah, that'd be so much fun. That would be fun. Yeah. And I do have something for you to think about for the next topic. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I know this is ahead of our game. Yeah. It's all right. But, but my husband has a request. Okay. I like it. Eddie Murphy movies. 
Okay. You can go down that road. I can go down that road for sure. I mean, sure. you can think about it. I mean, he's got like many movies out there. I mean, we were watching <laughs> one the other day and he was just laughing so hard. He goes, oh my God. You know, and I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, mm-hmm. but think about it. Yeah. We can think about that. Oh, a bit. I have a lot that I can go down. And there we go. Um, Eddie Murphy, one of my favorites is Eddie, I can do this. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna think about those. We're gonna think about it for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're we're not including his stand-ups. Those no. are just no. his movies because he has some of the greatest fucking specials of all time. So you yep. get that. I already have mine, so we're good. You're back on the sixteenth. I have. I have Tuesday night off, Wednesday night off, Thursday night off, Friday night off, Saturday oh. night off. Ha <laughs> ha, that whole week. <laughs> okay. I'm well, the yeah. opener. I'm the opener. <laughs> because, yeah, it's just Star Wars, so I have yeah. Mondays off, so I can watch it that Monday when I'm off. Yeah, I'll open, good. and we can do a podcast that Tuesday. So yeah, doing the one movie makes it easy, and then we can do the Eddie ones. Yeah, I think it would be kind of cool. Well, we can think about you, unless you can think of something better. That's no, true. I like that no, idea. It's been a second since we've done just an actor. So. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he does have some serious roles, but he also got, I mean, I mean comedy roles. I mean, I'm just thinking I think we might need to lighten up things a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, yeah, I don't so know. So coming off the ridge of Edge of the Sith, and we're going to come down, and we already had a tap of the coins. <laughs> it only goes up from there. Oh, God, this yeah, next one should be minute. fun. <laughs> Okay, well, let's do this for the following week after the 16th, okay? All right. Well, yeah. Have a fun time and still have loving the shit. Still loving it. Awesome. Well, have a good night. Right. You too. Good All night. Right. See ya. Good while. Bye. Bye. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more booze and bullshit.